Welcome in again to another episode of the Box Kickers Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris, that's Daniel, Yo. and this week we are going to cover the top sports stories, because there's actually sports stories. So, um, uh, we'll talk today about baseball, football, and basketball uh, primarily, and then uh, we'll maybe touch base on a few other things, but um, for the time being, let's catch up. How's it going, Daniel? Uh, going pretty good. Thank God sports is back. Baseball, got NBA exhibition matchups. Um, it's a great time right now. It's finally here. Yeah, I mean, we've been waiting for this for months, and it, it just feels weird. I mean, I was uh, I was just tuning in to some baseball and then flipping over to basketball, and it's like, wow, we're finally here. It's live. It's yeah. no replays that we've been watching for the past few months. It's actually live. I mean, we, we've talked before, concern if it's actually going to happen. Um, uh, baseball, I mean, that that's, uh, they, they, what, two games, three games now for some teams. It, it's interesting because they're, they're out in the real world where the NBA, they're still in their bubble. So mm-hmm. um, that that's still the canary in a coal mine for football this fall. Um, if they succeed, I think football has every chance to succeed. Um but I mean, basketball, I mean, they're doing it right. Having that bubble right now, they're not taking any risks. So they haven't had any positive tests in three weeks now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, their plan's working out. Yeah. I mean, you st- I mean, in baseball, you had a couple of um, positive tests and um, Juan Soto for the Nationals. So, and I'm sure there's going to be more, but uh, I, ho- I hope not. But I, I know there's probably going to be a couple of more. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's we still got a few months of the season, so I'm sure we'll have some popping in and out. Yeah. What what we need to worry about is if it's going to spread amongst the team. Uh, with a lot of these states now doing their mask orders, uh, we're seeing a drop in cases. Surprise, surprise! I know there's some people out there who think masking is ridiculous, but <laughs> it, it, it works. I mean, we saw we were seeing. I mean, we're in healthcare. We saw our numbers skyrocketing, and now yep. we're seeing them actually level out. So, I mean. If you're listening, please, 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 if you want to watch football this fall, wear a mask. Yes. For any other reason. If you don't care about your neighbor, I don't care. If you want to watch football, wear a mask. (laughs) (laughs) So um, outside of that, um, I know the the new uh, COVID San Diego Comic Con is currently going on. And uh, Mm -hmm. I know last week we talked a little bit about Walking Dead. And they finally announced the, the... uh, season finale date and we were way off. We were hoping it was going to be tomorrow or next week. We are looking at October 4th. Yeah. That's yeah. That's blown. It's way too I far. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know they're doing it uh, for PR reasons with the new shows. Cause once they air the episode, they're going to have the, that walking dead world beyond premiere immediately after that. Yep. Um, I know they're so far behind on their, their filming that uh, they're trying to give Fear the Walking Dead some more time to finish. And so they're going to squeeze in six new episodes of Walking Dead between uh, the world beyond and uh, the new new year. So I think it's what January we're supposed to see those six episodes popping out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a late night. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting because 
their timelines have now been shifted because they had this whole plan in place for the shows and the movies and the, they haven't been able to film really for months now. And it's, we thought maybe two more years of walking dead and we may get five more years, maybe three seasons over those five years, Mm -hmm. but uh, who knows? I mean, this could, this could lead to better things for them because they have more time to plan. It could also, they could also overthink it and make it worse. Yeah. And then you're going to have the Rick movies uh, supposed to be in production. I'm I'm, I don't know when, but sometime soon, I guess. That has to get rolling if they want to get maybe Rick back on The Walking Dead. Um, I'm curious about the World Beyond um, show or spinoff that they're about to have after the uh, finale. Yeah, I mean, I saw saw the trailer for it before. Does it it appeal to you or no? uh, It didn't catch my attention. I mean, I'll watch it just because I like like The Walking Dead and the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, Although Fear was a challenge to get through last year. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but the I, I with them fo- focusing on kids, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle that like Stranger Things caught. So yeah, did you see the uh, trailer? Well, it wasn't really a trailer because I saw this at the end of the uh, the last episode of The Walking Dead. They aired um, the the they spilled the beans with with Maggie coming back because she reads yeah. the, she reads a letter at the end saying Enid has died. Jesus, there's a group called the Whispers. You know. So they yeah. kind of spilled the beans there, but um, I saw like an extended clip of where the zombie, like thousands of zombies, are just migrating towards the hospital they're in. Yep. Um, I'm curious to see how they get out of that because um, you know Beta, he will kill anything in his way. So yeah, I, I think it, they're supposed to make the finale like motion picture link. So I think it's going to be like an hour and a half episode or at least an hour and 20 minutes. Oof, can't wait for that. So, so I think that would be a good one. Um, and I don't know if you noticed did, did that hospital, did that look familiar to you? Is that where Beth died? That's where Beth died. Yeah. Now it's in the show. It's a totally different place, but on the show, that's exactly where they film uh, Beth's uh, episode that's, where she died. That's kind of weird. Yeah. And yeah. I believe it's also the same hospital where they did the flashback of where uh, Alpha met Beta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember so that. So it's like, so it's like their go-to building for filming, apparently. Sweet. So, and then I, I did see. Um, I know it's an old article. I mean, I think Norman Reedus is the one who said it. But um, last year, when the Whisperer storyline started, um, Rick admitted to him that he left the show at the wrong time. Yeah. And he's re- he regretted his decision. So I'm hoping that will push him to try to ang- uh, angle to come back on the show. But until they get those movies done, we're not going to see that happen, but I, I would love to see the whisper storyline with Rick in there. Um, Cause they don't really have a true alpha on the show. N- no pun intended. Um, Rick was the alpha of the group and it's just with Michonne and Daryl and they're just moping around. Cause they still miss Rick after all these years and, mm-hmm. and they lost their edge. I mean, it's, uh, they needed someone like a Rick. Um, and I hear they may do another time jump coming up. Um, so I'm, I'm curious as if they're going to try to give uh, Judith a bigger role and age her. I don't know. Maybe she can become the new alpha of the show. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, cause even when Maggie was on the show, she's not an alpha character. No, I mean, she, she's a leader, <laughs> but she's not an alpha. Yeah. She had her differences with Rick and Michonne due to um, Negan. She wanted Negan dead, so and they they imprisoned him in um was it uh, Alexandria, right? Yeah. 
yeah. why she that's why she left Alexandria. Now I think Negan's going to have a big big role. Oh yeah, he has to, and I, and I'm I'm looking forward to the first interaction whenever Maggie realizes Negan's no longer in jail. Oh yeah, I think he, I think he's a star. He's a star of the show. Oh yeah, I mean. You give him a good role on there, he could easily run with that because his character is is menacingly charming. And it's like, even though you know he did these terrible things, you just like the guy. Yeah. So. Can't wait, man. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, we have a few months, a couple, what, two and a half months till we get the finale. Oh, and then God. about two more months till we get those six episodes. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I don't know why they pushed it for so long. I know it's just well. I know some of those movies we want to see got pushed back a full year, and it's just like, come on. I, mean, I, I understand, <laughs> but the these released uh, straight to streaming has been. I love those, but I yeah. mean, I mean, because we can't go see anything in theaters, and I don't trust going to theaters anytime soon anyway. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, the only other thing um, I really did this this week so far was um, I kind of went down a rabbit hole on YouTube. Um, I mean, as you know, I've, I've fallen down rabbit holes with the marble racing in the past. Um, but I found this, this new channel, uh, called click productions click spelled. Like you have, um, the, the DX NWO guys just with a C. Yeah. Um, and th- this guy, he's like an 18 year old kid and it just blew up on him. He, he has like 200,000 followers. Now he takes NBA 2k, uh, I think it's 2k 20. He uses, and he does these uh, career resims or these alternate realities. So, for example, uh, this past week, he took Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, put him in this next draft and let him get drafted and play out his career over the next 20 or so years. Before that, he did it with uh, Vince Carter and stuff. So it's, it's just interesting watching the players progress against different competition. And he's actually done some where he went back to the he loaded the 1990 uh, rosters deleted Michael Jordan and see what was going to happen through that entire decade without Michael Jordan in there. So what was the outcome of that? uh, So Detroit went on a little bit of a run. Um, Boston had a couple more titles in there. Uh, Lakers too. Um, Basically the teams that lost to Jordan were winning titles. Yeah. Uh, Pacers got one. So I was happy to see that. (laughs) It's like the jazz. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, um, but it was interesting because, because since it's all being simulated, you're seeing players leave teams that that weren't actually that didn't actually leave or went to different teams. So one example was the uh, I believe it was Charles Barkley left Philadelphia and joined. Um, I think he joined uh, the CL Supersonics with Sean Kemp and won a couple titles there. Oh, nice! And then David Robinson and Carl Malone teamed up into Lakers. So it was it was weird seeing some of these combinations on there and the way he did it. Um, but it's it's and he's a funny guy the way he 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 uh, he makes fun of himself sometimes and the way he edits the film the 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 video so I would definitely uh, definitely recommend checking it out because it's it's a, it's a good forty five minute to an hour killer of time and uh, he does a, he does a really good job with it and yeah he he's just an eighteen year old kid who just had a little thing he threw on YouTube and it just blew up on him oh yeah I'm sure he has a lot of likes and uh, subscribers. Oh yeah, and I think uh, he's probably got some NBA players retweeting him or tagging him and stuff now because they, just people want to see their careers being resimmed. So that's cool. Yeah, I think one one thing he did was he started off in with the current. I think it was the current uh, rosters, 
in every year he did a, a draft uh, wheel of destiny where he chose like the 2003 draft or the 97 draft. And so it was interesting watching it like with an older Kobe Bryant versus a, like a younger Larry Bird. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it, he has some pretty interesting takes on these videos. Sweet. So, um, but yeah, with that, um, I don't have any, anything else. I mean, it was just watching sports and going on YouTube. So, uh, I guess we'll jump into the stories of the day, and we'll start with your favorite sport, baseball. Mm, it's back for the 2020 season, 60 game. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I'll be honest, I'll, I'll admit it. I've I've watched maybe an inning total. Oh. Uh, I know, shame on me. I've been watching <laughs> a lot of the NBA scrimmages because I'm an NBA guy. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh, what would you say are your current highlights of what you're noticing so far in the season? Uh, well, I know that Dr. Fauci can't throw a baseball. Which makes me trust his science even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he and 50 Cent have possibly, probably thrown the worst first pitches in MLB history, opening days. What about, oh, I guess opening day. I know well, 50 Cent wasn't opening day. I think it was just a yeah. regular Mets game, but good Yeah, Lord. and then the, uh, the uh, was it Cincinnati mayor where he he pegged someone over by the by the dugout? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if it hit him in the nuts or yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Like, I know it's been a while since they probably done a baseball, but come on now. Like, that's like me if I haven't thrown a, like, I haven't really thrown a baseball as much, but I could probably still get it to the strike zone. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I know. I know. It's, um, he's had a little more things to worry about than, practicing throwing a, f- a baseball, but I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And president Trump's also going to throw out a first pitch sometime this season. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think it was supposed to be at Yankee stadium. Um, not sure when, probably sometime this summer. The minute any of those players take a knee, he's going to walk right out of that building. <laughs> Dude, and they're going to do it. Just they're going to do it. Just test them. It's funny. I, I want to see it. I want to see if he throws a strike. Does he throw a little curve? I'm curious. You, to see. you, you know, he's practicing every day. <laughs> <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna make him put it on tape delay and he's gonna throw it 18 times so he gets a strike <laughs> it's gonna be good because they're gonna compare uh, him to he's gonna compare him to uh george uh george w bush oh yeah i thought he used to he threw a heater yeah he threw a strike uh, a fastball yeah perfect strike it, during the world series right after 9 11 i mean i was like you can't beat that yeah it was perfect um, either way, opening day was, um, Thursday night for two, for four teams. Garrett Cole threw a complete game shutout. Um, six innings. Well, it was like a five inning game. Yeah. Hey, five inning. The rain delay was like two, like two hours or something like that. Uh, but in that, in that game, the Washington nationals didn't have their star Juan Soto cause he tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be out for a while, uh, due to MLB protocol. Um, they're spanking the Yankees right now, I think eight to two on this Saturday night. But um Stanton matched some bombs. Um Yankees win that game four to one, like we said, in five innings. Uh in the nightcap, the Dodgers beat easily, manhandled the Giants, which we don't have going to the playoffs this year. They Mm-mm. they're a bad team. But uh in that in that game as well, uh just before the game has started, maybe a couple hours earlier, uh Kershaw got put on the IL with back stiffness. And it seems like this is a reoccurring thing every year. So I think the Dodgers got to rely on their offense. They have I mean, a couple of good pitchers, but I don't know what's going on with Kershaw. It seems like he's just getting hurt every year. 
He's old. He's get uh, how old is he? Like 20, 30, 29, Yeah, 30? but he's been pitching in the MLB since what twenty? Yeah, he was a young cat. And I mean, he's an ace, and he's they're going to the playoffs, so he's getting a lot of innings in every single year. Yeah. So I mean, they had to go to Dustin May, the rookie, to start opening day uh, the first time since Fernando Valenzuela back in the eighties. Uh, then you had the Beebs. Shane Bieber for the Indians, uh, tossing 14 Ks. The Rangers win their first game in their new ballpark, 1-0 over the Rockies. And then in the nightcap on Friday, Matt Olson hit the first walk-off Grand Slam since 1986. Shouldn't have been. been. Yeah. (laughs) They started started the runners on second. Yeah. I I don't know how I feel about that. I love the 18-inning games. The longer it goes, you know, I, I love it. But I know I understand what they're trying to do, and why not try this this year due to a shortened season? Get these new rules in effect and, and see how it goes. Did you see the uh, – there was a guy who he's, – he's pretty successful at playing Daily Fantasy, and uh, he was he was watching that game because the guy who was behind him in second place had the um, – I can't remember his name now – who hit the, hit the Grand Slam. Uh, Matt Olson. And, yeah, Matt Olson. And so – the guy who was behind him had Matt Olson. He said, the only way he can pass me is if he hits a grand slam. And he's like wow. live streaming this. And the very first pitch, grand slam. And so this guy <laughs> lost. And basically, he lost $150,000 because of that. God almighty. Now, he does well for himself in Daily Fantasy. I mean, he he, he yeah. makes a lot of money doing that. But just to look at the look on his face of saying, "Oh, the only way I'm going to lose is if he hits a grand slam," and then the look on his face <laughs> as that ball's going over the fence. <laughs> yeah, it was a crush bomb too for the grand slam. Yeah. But I mean, I, I see it's a 60 game sprint to the finish. And don't get me wrong, I love the 162 season uh, schedule they do every year. But I actually think this is a, this is a pretty good, pretty good idea. Well, I've always I've always, always felt. Else. I've always felt that they should have gone back to like uh, like a ninety to a hundred game schedule. I think like an eighty to ninety, and then yeah. you get like an expanded playoffs. Yeah, because you don't need to do the three to four game series. You can do two to three yeah. per series. Uh, play a division heavy because you want to reward the division winners. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> because for like for like half of the season or a quarter of the season towards the end, like it doesn't matter for some teams. Exactly. I mean, it's just revenue bring coming into the team and the owner. That's all it is. I mean, the the Marlins have been out of the All Star break how many years now? Oh, sh- and that's years. July. Yeah. I mean, we still have half the season left. So, so I actually kind of like this. I mean, especially if they go to eighty or ninety games and then a longer expanded playoffs. Yeah, I'm down. So, so you you mentioned the expanded playoffs. So right before the first pitch, they uh, agreed on. Eight teams per league. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your take on that? Is that and does that change your predictions we talked about last week? Uh, no, because so going back to last year, you have like a team like the Texas Rangers would have got into the playoffs um, with a record at seventy-eight and eighty-four. They would have been the eighth seed, so they would have played a team like the Houston Astros, which they played plenty of times during the season. But the thing is, in baseball. Anybody can be anybody. It's not like in college football where Alabama's facing Duke or something. Yeah. Well, it's just like in a, a couple of years back, whenever the, the Cardinals won the World Series with 82 wins. Yeah. 
It's all about getting into the playoffs. It doesn't matter where your record's going to be. Well, and there's going to be no, like you said, home field. I mean, home field advantage this year. So anybody can be anybody. I like it. It adds two extra teams. Um, just give it a shot. Why not? This this 2020 yeah. this year's it sucks anyways. Yeah. Does it change your prediction? No. No. After what I mean, it's only two games in, but after what I've seen from my favorite team, the Astros, I, I think. They're still going to be World Series champs. Not a homer. Mm. But. <laughs> I mean. They just look good. They look My good. predictions now has them in the playoffs because of them doing that. So, I mean, I'm just I'm just quickly glancing over it. Because I had the Yankees coming out of the, the AL. And they would I have them matching up with Tampa Bay the first round. They could, they could be upset by a division foe. They probably won't be. And then they would they would get. Um, Either the Angels or the Red Sox. I mean, I, I still think that they'll win that matchup. Yeah. And then uh, most likely be either the Astros or the White Sox or the Twins in the other matchup because uh, I uh, may have may have overhyped the Seattle Mariners a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, last week. they're they're a bad team overall. Yeah. And then over in the NL, looking at it, I mean, because I have Dodgers, so they would be facing. Cincinnati first round, they'd win that one. They then they would get the winner of the Cubs Cardinals. They'd win that that matchup. Or had them over the Cubs. Yeah, and the only other teams that would make it would be St. Louis and the the Brewers. I still have them over any of those teams. So mm-hmm. I, I'm still going to go with the Dodgers over the Yankees in my my World Series. Yeah, and then there's going to be injuries too as well. So yeah, and with the 60 game uh, season, that that's that's going to be very critical. Somebody goes on the 10 day IL. Especially like Kershaw. I mean, yeah, he's he's lost a sixth of his season. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I mean, and the Dodgers play one more with the Giants, and then they come to Houston for two or three. So, I'm yeah. excited about that series next week. Yeah. So the uh, and, and real quick, I know I didn't put this on the the little rundown for the show. Um, I, I I tagged you in that video of the uh, fake crowd, the uh, CGI oh, crowd. Yeah, I was watching live <laughs> earlier with the Brewers and Cubs. Uh, get rid of it. I think it's only it was just only for Fox. Yeah, but uh, it's, yeah, I, I, I give them an A for effort. Um, the one thing is you have that. There's that one. There's a female in the crowd who's like her arms above her, a- her head chanting, <laughs> and you see her like eighty two thousand times in the, in the stands. Yeah. So you can. So it's not like every single one's individual. It's like a copy and paste. And the thing is, um, like with all these next gen consoles and the PlayStation Four and Xbox One, I figure like these these fans would look even more like realistic. Yeah, I think I think they were challenging challenged with getting it to fit in the stands with the cameras moving. Yeah. So they would almost need to do like a green screen, like to do with the backstop. They almost need yeah. to like cover the entire stands with the green screen. Now I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like the the piped up crowd noise. Really? Nah, just let them. I want to hear what they say on the field and all that. I, I don't like the piped up crowd noise. It doesn't. It doesn't like. It's not a positive for me. Yeah. It means nothing to me. So I, I kind of like what uh, the MLS is doing. I don't know if you've watched any of those games, but they. They uh, have people watching at home on like their on Zoom or Skype, and they will throw them on the on the big screen to cheer on the team during the game. I, I, oh, I kind of like cool. that. Yeah. Yeah, the Astros had that during the telecast, but they weren't. It wasn't popped up on the big screen. It was just yeah through the telecast. 
But yeah, so I, I'm assuming the, the guys out in the field can hear the fans chanting for them and doing the little chants. They have like six at a time up there on the screen. So it's, 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 I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, now the this is probably pushing into our next story, but the NFL is still going to have fans in the, uh, in the stands. I I still don't think it's going to happen. It's hard to tell right now. I don't think so either, but... I don't think the governors will risk it. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I think the governors will shut that down, just just like how the uh, the state of Pennsylvania shut down the Blue Jays going to Pittsburgh. I think they'll they'll step in and say no, we we don't have it under control enough for this. That was a mess. Yeah, I don't know why they just didn't go to Buffalo in the first place. I'll, yeah, they just ended up back in Buffalo, like where they originally thought they're going to go in the first place. Yeah, and they had to hurry up and do it because I believe uh, the thirty first is their first home game. I think. Could be wrong, but I thought the thirty first. Yeah, they had they started six on a road, and they I think then they have their first home game after that. So they had to hurry up and Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo's it. Yeah, the Buffalo Blue uh, Jays. The Buffalo Blue Jays. Wow. All right, so we will transition over to the NFL. Um, uh, there's really three stories that kind of came out this weekend. The first one, uh, Chiefs guard uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Uh, offensive guard for the Kansas City Chiefs has opted out of the season. He's the first player to opt out of the NFL season. Uh, he works as an orderly in a nursing home, so he wants to focus his time on uh, protecting his patients there. Mm-hmm. Um, what What are your thoughts on that? Well, he's a medical doctorate as well. Yeah. who He's the only active NFL player with a medical doctorate. Um, kudos to him because I, I think there's going to be po- – there's going to be more NFL players opting out this season for sure. But uh, he was the first to do it. I mean, coming off the Super Bowl win, why not? Yeah. Uh, well, and, and he has a great reason for it. Yeah, he's going to go try and help out during this yeah. pandemic. So I like it. Kudos to him. That's a big key loss to the Chiefs, though. Yeah. Key yeah. loss. Doesn't change my outcome for the season. No, no, no. Yeah. They're still, but, I, still uh, have them, I still have them losing to the Saints. Yeah, I think we had, we both had the same Super Bowl, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's kudos to him. Um, that I mean, it's not really much to say. Just you know, he's gonna go help out with the COVID nineteen situation. Um, he's taking risks out there. Um, he's taking care. You know, he wants to take care of <clears throat> the patients in America and the whole global. You know, with this this pandemic. Yeah, and I think I think he. Uh, I, I, if I'm if I'm not wrong, I think he's up in Canada doing this too. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, when he first just, uh, put that out on Instagram or Twitter or whatever he, he wrote that, no, I think it might have said it's going to be up in Canada. Yeah, I think that's where, where he he works. I might be where his medical license is. Where did he go to college? You know what? To be honest with you, until his story broke, I don't know if I ever heard his name before. Well, during the, during the season, yeah, yeah, and he's good. I, I, I had no idea he was a, a, a medical do- a doctor or orderly or whatever he is up there. Well, this explains it. So he played university football at McGill University in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. There you go. Yep. He is the fourth medical school graduate to play in the NFL. He's a Canuck. He w- <laughs> <laughs> he was born in Mont Saint Hilaire, Quebec. Yeah. So yeah, kudos to him, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's giving up a lot of money to do what's right. So uh, I I do give him credit. That's a, that's a big decision to make. So I mean, I know it's not in the similar um, category, but it kind of sounds like uh, how do I put this? Um, when um, 
what's his name went overseas and and, and didn't take the money. Oh, uh, T- Tillman. Tillman. Pat Tillman. Yeah. 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 So kudos to both of them. I mean, they're putting their lives up. They're putting their, life, their lives on the line out there. Yeah. I, I wish them the best. I mean, because uh, nursing homes can get hit hard and they're the most frail of patients. Yeah. So. And like I said, this isn't going to be the first opt out. So, no. We'll see. Yep. Uh, the next big story, and actually we had to change it because when I first sent you the, the notes for the show, it was about uh, Jamal Adams taking the shots at Adam Gase. <laughs> but then uh, he got traded today by Adam Gase. So he's going to the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. uh, for two firsts, a second, um, and then a player. And then um, the Jets are receiving back, or, sorry, the Seahawks are receiving back Adams in a fourth round pick. So um, that's a lot to give up, mm-hmm. but I think it's great for both teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, with that um, Seahawks backfield, oh my, I mean, not backfield, but, you know, the defensive uh, side backfield. Oh, boy, be, be yeah. careful with the NFC West. And then uh, one thing I've noticed, and I've seen it uh, mentioned by a lot of Seahawks fans, the Seahawks, for whatever reason, are terrible picking in the first round. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a scouting breakdown or if it's just bad luck, but they have not had any good luck drafting in the first round. Mm-hmm. And so I've there, there's been a trend of them just trading the first round picks every single year now. Yeah. I mean, because they, they, didn't they uh, they traded him uh, for an offensive lineman recently, if I think, if I remember correctly. Um, Possibly. Yeah, I can't remember now. Um, or maybe they traded an offensive lineman to – no, no they, they got Dwayne Brown, right? Yeah, the, the offense lineman for the Texans. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. so they figured that they'd rather trade for what's, what's a known commodity versus trying to find some find a diamond in the rough in the draft. So, Oh, yeah. Um, Adam Gase uh, knew what needed to be done, and once you insult the, the guy who makes the decisions, you find your way out the door. Yeah, you're toast. So, so is that like, then, that's, that's really not the right way to get traded, though. You know what I'm saying? No, but he he did everything all off season to try to get traded, and they weren't going to do it. And so yeah, he figured, correct. okay, th- th- this is my next choice is to do this. It reminds me of uh, a couple seasons ago in the NBA where Eric Bledsoe was playing on the Phoenix Suns, and they were going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And all he did, he tweeted out, I don't want to be here anymore. He didn't say Phoenix. He didn't say the team. He just said, tweeted out, I don't want to be here anymore. And like two days later, was traded to yeah. Milwaukee. So. And I mean, I understand what he's trying to do, but I thought Sam Darnold was a pretty decent, like, quarterback. No, he's Mr. Mono. He's not bad. <laughs> he's not bad. He's not great. They just didn't have receivers, and then they give yeah. up. They they give away their best receiver in Robbie Anderson. So I don't know what the hell the Jets are trying to do. Like it's like going in a merry-go-round. They get a receiver, they let him go. They have one of the best. Few, uh, one of the best bats in um, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, but they're not using them right. They're not using them right. And I don't think Adam Gase is 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 right for that job. Oh, no. He won't. He 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 won't be fired this year, but I don't see him lasting two seasons. So two more seasons. Yeah, so I don't know what was going on with um, with what the Jets owner, you know, Woody and, and Christopher Johnson, I don't know what was going on in hiring Adam Gase in this, in this, um, for this team. Yeah, he, he just. I didn't see nothing in Miami. 
Now, I mean, they, they had a couple of decent years in Miami. He's still getting by off of the image he gave when he was offense coordinator to Peyton Manning. That's all it is. He's he, still living yeah, off of that. He's an offensive coordinator at best, I think. He's, I don't think oh, yeah. he's a head coach. I agree on that. Yes, I agree on that. So, yeah, I mean, I understand his frustration. He wanted to get out. He tried everything. And then, well, I thought he was going to the Dallas Cowboys, which I predicted in a couple of episodes ago. He still will, but just not this year. Yeah, and, and I think Cowboy fans are happy enough that they didn't give him that haul that Seattle did. Oh, that that would devastate. That, that now Seattle can get by with that because they already have a lot of good players who are younger They're and young. under contract. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys, their their issue is yeah, they can go get Jamal Adams in free agency, but what are they going to do at quarterback? Because I mean, I don't think I don't think that they want to pay Dak Prescott what he wants, and I don't think he's worth what he wants. Correct. Um, one one interesting thing I did see they did. Uh, they had a uh, sports book out there about where if Dak doesn't if Dak doesn't play for the Cowboys next season, not the Zeppelin one, but the one after, who does he start for? And I was interested to see that the Colts were high on the list, and that's actually not a bad choice. Not a bad idea. I think that I think that'd be beneficial for both sides. I mean, Philip Rivers, if he balls out this year, obviously he's going to come back. Uh, they're going to sign him again for another another one or two year deal. But um, if he if he has a bad year and decides to retire, Dak might not be a bad option for the Colts because they have a good offensive offensive minded coach who loves quarterbacks because he's a quarterback himself, puts his his players in the best position to succeed. So I mean, and they have a decent roster. Boy, they did Jacoby Brissett wrong, man. Uh, uh, so okay, so is he? I, he's going to learn from Philip Rivers this year. Yes. Now the problem with so the issue with uh, Jacoby Brissett is he is a uh, he's a possession quarterback. So he will not make a risky pass because he's afraid of turning the ball over. There's a lot of times where you have to make those tight throws in between coverage that he will not make. Mm-hmm. I think that he heard him, he got hurt in the, in the Pittsburgh game last year, which uh, didn't do him any favors because he was more, uh, he, I want to say scared to throw the ball, but he was more apprehensive at throwing it, those those balls because he's afraid of his accuracy at that point because of his knee issue. Mm-hmm. Um, he, in my opinion, is is a great guy, but he's a backup quarterback. I um, think so. Yeah. So and, if they don't uh, if they don't sign Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers has a busted year. They don't get go after Dak Prescott. He's the guy. Unless they go well, after somebody else, no, because he only has because his next year is the last year of his contract. I mean, he's a free agent after the season. They're going to have to decide something. So they would either go with um, I'm blanking on his name now, but the kid from Washington State they drafted like in the sixth round or fifth round. Um, they would probably trade up for a rookie quarterback in the draft because there's several good quarterbacks coming out in next year's draft. Mm-hmm. Um, or they could go after say a Jameis Winston if he's out there, or a Cam Newton if he's out there, and break the bank for one of those guys if, oh, if they have good years. Uh, Jacob I mean, Eason is a guy. Eason, yes, yeah. So uh, Eason's a decent quarterback. Uh, I just don't know how he's going to translate to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they seem to like him up there. I mean, I mean, he fell to them uh, for whatever reason he fell in the draft because he was supposed to be, I think, a second or third round draft pick, and he fell to him. So, yeah, well, I mean, he's losing out this year because there's no preseason games. Yeah, that sucks, man. For all rookies yeah. that came in. Well, and speaking of of what sucking for rookies, 
Uh, the other big story was the re- the clearing of Alex Smith. He has finally been cleared to return football uh, activities after that gruesome injury. Mm-hmm. He needed a preseason to show what, what he had left. And he's not going to get that. So I, I feel for the guy because timing is terrible for his, him to come back. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, he's he's not he's not young. I mean, he, he's an older guy already to begin with. He's been around forever. Um, I think he will be a serv- serviceable backup. Um, yeah. I think he's probably the best quarterback on the Washington football team's roster <laughs> as their <laughs> official name. Um but they need to go with the young guy to see what he's got before they want, if, if they want to decide to try to move up in the draft for someone else. So um, I wish him the best of luck in his return because he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Um, and that was a bad injury. It was. And I think they were five and zero at the time when he got injured. Yeah. They so were having their best season. They were having the best season. And then that happened. Yeah. Ugh, what a shame. Who was the backup yeah. that came in? Remember? Was it Colt McCoy? Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. He's been there for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. He, he moved out to either the, the 49ers or he's, he's on some 49ers. West Coast team now. Yeah. But I believe he came in and he replaced, um, I, believe, I believe he replaced Alex Smith that game because he played a couple, he started a couple games and then they, they went out and got someone else. I can't remember now, but they, it was so bad after, after he got hurt. I mean, 5-0 and and they missed the playoffs. What do you think about no. the Washington football team? Well, that just tells me the guy who bought all the names is a genius. Because <laughs> they know what they want, but they don't want to pay the guy for, for the name. Dude, come on. Billion-dollar team, just pay them. I know. I mean, So I was looking at the schedule the other day, and they played the Eagles week one, and it was like the Philadelphia Eagles at Washington football team. Yeah, It was it's, weird. It's so bad. It was it's so, so weird. bad. 2020. Yeah, Dan Snyder. He, he can't win for trying. <laughs> yeah, dude, pay the guy. Get Washington Warriors, Washington Senators, something. Yeah. But no, yeah, when I when I heard that name come out there, it's like, okay, they didn't like any of the options available, and this guy bought all the good options. So, What a genius. Yeah. He'll get paid, whether it's the NFL paying him or the, the Washington football team paying him. Yeah, so they're still going to be playing at FedEx Field. Yep, so... All right, then we will go ahead and transition over to the best sports, uh, the NBA. (laughs) So news breaking today, the New York Knicks finally have their new head coach by signing Tom Thibodeau. Um, In my opinion, Kenny Atkinson is the best available coach. And Kenny is a New York guy, and he should have been the coach there. Um, I am not a Knicks fan and I am the opposite because I'm a Pacers fan. So I'm glad because Tom Thibodeau, he's a great mm-hmm. coach, but he, he turns his players off fast. And so um, RJ Barrett, if you ever hear this, be prepared to start playing 47 and 48 minutes a game, just like Jimmy Butler and Lou Aldang did in Chicago and Butler did up in Minnesota. Um, that's one of the reasons why Butler went out of Minnesota because he got he was just so tired of playing every single minute of the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Thibodeau does that in today's NBA. Um, but he's he's gonna get stars hurt. Um now the Knicks don't have a star currently, but um yeah, it's I I understand the pick because they wanted to have a guy who had that name recognition. Um I don't like the pick, but I could be totally wrong on that. Yeah, I mean since going past the 
going to this last decade, the Knicks have had like seven coaches, haven't they? Something like that. I mean, so it's, they, it's, I mean, they had like Mike Woodson. I'm looking right. Derek Fisher, Kurt Rambis, Jeff Hornacek, David Fisdale, Mike Miller, and now Thibodeau. Yeah, some of those were interim coaches after yeah. coaches got fired. So what what's going on like with the owner? Like how how did they fix this problem of getting a coach every other year? You you sell the team. Uh, Dolan is the worst owner in sports, and he act, and then, and that's saying a lot because we just talked about Dan Snyder. That's I true. mean, well, there's, there's got to be one in every every league. Yeah. So James Dolan, and if and if James Dolan ever hears me say that, I'll be banned from Madison Square Garden for saying that because he's <laughs> he's got such a frail ego. Well, I don't know if you want to go watch the Knicks, anyways. I, I mean, no, I would never want to go see them, see them anyway. But um, unless the Pacers were in town, but the uh, James Dolan, I mean, he's alienating his former players, not his because he didn't own the team at the time. But like when he kicked Charles Oakley out of the Madison Square Garden and banned him from the arena, come on, that's a that's a Knicks legend. Yeah, didn't so, he have a? Um, didn't Spike Lee have a run in? Yeah, he got he banned Spike Lee for a minute. Yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, I mean it's it's he's he's he has such a tiny little ego because he's never had to work for anything in his life. He got all of his money through his dad and his his, his parents. Yeah, and so he's he's never lived in the real world, and so he thinks that he's great at everything he does just because he was he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, mm-hmm. and he's just got such a tiny little ego. I mean, he sounds very he sounds a lot like the person leading our country currently, but. Uh, <laughs> He can't. He can't take any criticism. So overall, he's three hundred and fifty-two and two forty-six as a head coach. Does this fix the yeah. problem? No, because most of those wins is when he, whenever he had MVP uh, Derrick Rose. Yeah, he was a rookie coach. He uh, finished yeah. sixty-two and twenty. Yeah, I the mean, first of five straight postseason bursts. He has to have that superstar, and that just tells you Jimmy Butler is a great player, but he's not not a superstar. Because he wasn't able to replicate the success that he had with with like a Derrick Rose as an MVP candidate before yeah. his knee got hurt. So, um, and like I said, with Kenny Atkinson as the best available coach out there, that still gives me hope that if the Pacers ever decide to move off of Nate McMillan, they may be able to get Kenny Atkinson, who I think would be a great coach for that team. What about Jason Kidd? Yeah, uh, he's a terrible coach. <laughs> I heard that he interviewed for the job as well. Yeah. I think he may he may be brought in as an assistant coach. Boy, he didn't last long. No, it, I know that the thing up in, in Milwaukee, he kind of, know, for whatever reason, he just didn't he butted heads with like the owners or some, or the players. I can't remember exactly what it was. Just didn't click. Like he, he he wasn't he doesn't know how to to develop young stars or young players like Giannis didn't, didn't have a great season until after he got fired and they replaced him with Budenholzen. Well, that was probably so, a good idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jason Kidd, he, he may be a decent X and O. He's a great point guard, but I still don't think he knows how to develop anybody. Dude, that signature free throw when he goes up and, ki- and he blows a kiss. That's the best ever. Yeah. yeah. Best thing. So, yeah, um, but speaking of uh, the NBA, the scrimmage games have begun. Um, a couple of them are in the books now. Um, I was watching, I think, the Lakers versus the Magic earlier today. Um, it, it's, it, I'm just glad to see them back. It's interesting watching them in, in the arena. Um, I think they did a good job with the little jumbotrons running along the baseline, showing the logo of the home team and having some fans up there, like some pre-recorded uh, chants and stuff. 
Um, not all of them have worked, but I think it's a good environment for those players to, to be able to, to go out there and feel like they have something, uh, some kind of home field, home court advantage. Yeah, it looked like a like a WWE back like setup. You know what I'm saying? Yes, With yeah, the LED boards, which is pretty cool for you know, yeah, being inside of a bubble. Yeah, but um, I didn't actually watch any of the exhibition games earlier due to baseball being on. But uh, how how much time are they playing? So uh, the first games were ten minute quarters, so forty minute game. Okay, and then I believe game two and three was going to be a 40, 48 minute game. So it's like and they're then, easing them into it, and they're going to go to the full length game. Yeah, which will be well opening. The opening game is like next week. Yeah, I think it's thirty uh, first. Uh, that is a Friday next Friday. Yep, yep. That'll I guess the first weekend. game will be the first. So yeah, you're gonna have basketball. You're gonna have baseball. It's gonna be a good weekend next week. Training camps will be open for football, so we might oh, see some man. some video coming out of that. So can't wait. Here we go. Oh, I just saw Tom Brady. You see that video of Tom Brady? No, I haven't. What, what did he, he do? He was going inside of like a trailer. He was pulling up in a black truck. Uh, <laughs> he was going inside of a trailer with his mask on, going to go get tested. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Probably nice. the biggest news of the NFL day. So, I, hey, it's I mean something's happening. That's good. It's like somebody with a camera, like in a bush, like in, behind a fence, like in a bush. Just secretly filming Tom Brady. It was funny. <laughs> so Tom Brady probably hired that person to go do that. Probably. But he was in so. Tampa Bay. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, the other thing coming out of the NBA um, are the – there's some players leaving the bubble due to injury or personal reasons. Um, the big news today was Lou Williams is in hot water because he left for excused personal reasons, and he came back. But the night before he came back, he was uh, filmed in a gentleman's club. Oh, uh, so uh, he admitted to it whenever he was interviewed by the NBA security team. Um, he's That's not a smart move. I mean, I, I understand he's going out to have some fun before he goes back into the bubble for who knows how long. Um, but if you're leaving for a personal matter, like a personal emergency, and you're going to go to the ship club before you come back, that's a bad look. So Did he um, at least have a mask? Uh, I did not see the video or the picture. It was actually posted. I think as a rapper was saw him there and posted the uh, picture, then quickly deleted it and then said, "Oh, that was from months ago. That was uh, oh, oh. I was rem- I was reminiscing on old times." But Lou Williams came out and said, "Yeah, that was me. I was there." Hey man, he's lonely. He's got to be in there for the, like what, the next three months. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure he can he can have his little plus one be some girl. I mean, I'm, well, there's also porn on a, you know your phone and stuff. So yeah. So, but yeah, um, what an idiot. yeah, I know. <laughs> and there, there, I know Zion left, uh, for personal reasons. He's coming back. He's going through the testing and the uh, quarantine again. And then, um, unfortunately for my Pacers, uh, Sabonis is having a foot issue. Um, it could be something serious. So he left to go see a specialist. His hope is to come back in time for the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's done for the rest of the season. Um, if he doesn't play this season, I doubt we see Old Depot play. Um, so that's 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 hurt, gonna hurt my my Pacers. It may be short lived for them being in the bubble, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean it's your two All Stars could be not playing, and then this is gonna be another first round exit. But I mean, it, it gives players like Miles Turner took a back seat for for those guys. He's mm-hmm. gonna be able to go out there and show what he's got. I mean. Uh, uh, Aaron Holiday coming off the bench. Uh, he's going to probably be starting uh, coming up. That gives him a chance to show off. T. 
TJ Warren can actually be the true number one guy for scoring. So it, there's a lot of young players who can go out there and, and play well. Um, yeah. Jakar Sampson, again, he's like, he's like a bench player who played well when he, when he covered one of his bonus, missed some games earlier in the season. Um, so that, that's one thing where it's, yeah, we're losing some players for opting out or for injury, or if they're, God forbid, there's a positive test coming up. But that gives these younger guys who sit on the bench a chance to actually show something for next season. So, yeah, I mean that puts uh, Oladipo towards getting that extra time off. Yeah, to be full hundred percent for the next season. Yeah, um, which, and you, then I, which you'd want. So, yeah, I do. I I I, I want to see him try to go out there and play this year. I want to see him do well because. If there's going to be a time for them to make a deep playoff run, I thought it was going to be this year because next year KD's back and Kyrie's going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in the East. The East is going to get a lot harder. Uh, and who knows what happens with free agency and trading after that. So I felt this was a year to make that run. And with uh, Oladipo's injury and now Sabonis, I don't see it happening at this point. So Yeah. So uh, with that, we will move into the big topic of the day, and we are going to give our predictions on the uh, the NBA season. Um, now, most of it's already complete. We just have the eight seeding games and then the playoffs. And so we'll break down the order of finish. And uh, after we break down both conferences, we will go ahead and give our playoff predictions. And so I will get us started with the East. Um, the clear number one seed in the East is going to be Milwaukee. Um, they're six and a half up on Toronto with eight games to play. That's not, they're not going to lose every single game for Toronto to catch them. So, uh, they're going to be the one seed. I still have Toronto as a two seed. Uh, Boston will be three and the Heat will be four. That's all the current top four as is. So, I think it's going to stay that for the East. Um, the rest is where it, it uh, changes. So, the five seed, I have the Philadelphia 76ers moving up to uh, a spot and I have the Pacers dropping down to six. Um, that is without Oladipo and Sabonis playing. Mm-hmm. If Oladipo plays, they could get the five seed. But at this point, I think I'd rather them just fall to the six. Because if they can get out of the first round, then they can avoid Milwaukee in the second round of the playoffs. So um, I have the Magic moving up to seven. And then that's dropping to eight with the Wizards at nine. And they will not be within the three games for the play-in. So that will be the top eight. Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, Philadelphia, Indiana, Orlando, and then Brooklyn. Nice. So what about you? What do you got for the East? Uh, So I have the Milwaukee Bucks, number one. And then I have, after that, the Raptors. And then I have the Celtics at three. And then this is where we uh, have differential. I have the 76ers at number four, finishing fourth. With the... um, with the Heat finishing fifth, the Pacers at six, just because I saw the Sabonis injury, and then if that at any time if like makes um well, I'm blanking on his name um, Old Depot yeah if that persuades him not to play then I think those guys are toast yeah right? so I have them at six and then you had the Nets at eight I had the Nets at seven. And Orlando at eight, and then, and then the Wizards not making it in. Yeah, one of the reasons why I have Orlando passing them, passing Brooklyn. I mean, they're only a half game back right now, but the main reason is because if you look at the roster that Brooklyn's going to throw out there, 
I don't think they're going to win a game in Orlando. The Nets? Um, yeah, because, I mean, they're already they're down KD, they're down Kyrie, mm-hmm. but they're out uh, Dinwiddie. I mean, they're they're out. I mean, their entire starting lineup at this point is out. I think Joe Harris will be the best player who's going to play, and he's a wide guy off the bench. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they signed so many new guys just to – uh, a short-term contract just to have a, a full roster. Um, that's why I have them dropping. I mean, they could easily be competitive. I mean, they could gel with their time in Orlando. Who knows? Orlando could struggle. I mean, they're the, they're one of the oddest teams the way they're built. I mean, they have a bunch of bigs and a bunch of guards, but they don't really have anything in between. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see that happening with, with your end too. So. Yeah, I don't know if the Washington Wizards, like you said, are going to be um, close to three games from the eight seed. Well, I mean, they're already starting five and a half back. Yeah, yeah. And the team that's going to lose the most games, they are six and a half back. So that, that means they have to win out mm-hmm. and have Brooklyn lose out to really have a shot at getting that that last uh, playoff spot. Yeah, it's a long shot. Possible, but I, if, I don't see it happening. If they can get within three and a half of an, of an eight seed uh, Brooklyn, they will, I think, if, if that happens, if there's a play on ga- play-in game with... Washington and Brooklyn. Washington's going to get in there. Yeah, Brooklyn's going. I think Brooklyn's going to be that bad that it's it's a clear cut. Who if they fall to the to the play in matchup, they will lose. So, all right. Uh, how about you? We'll let you go first with the West standings. All right, the West. So I'm going to have the Lakers finishing first, and then I have the Clippers at two. The Denver Nuggets at three. The Houston Rockets, who are six right now, I have them finishing in the f- number four. And then the Utah Jazz will finish fifth. The Oklahoma City Thunder at six. This is a team, I don't think anybody thought that they weren't supposed to be this good. I mean, when losing uh, Westbrook and, and um, um, Paul George. Paul George, yeah. And getting Chris Paul, you know, in, 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 at some point. I didn't think that they were going to be that good. But right now, they're in the fifth spot at 40 and 24. I have the Rockets, you know, jumping above them as a number four. And then I have the Mavericks at seven and then the Trailblazers finishing in the eighth spot, which almost had the Pelicans finishing eighth with the final spot. So you have the Grizzlies falling? I have the Grizzlies falling, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I went, uh, we're both the same. I have the Lakers with the one seed. Um, they can pretty much coast. I know they're, they're dealing with, uh, Rondo's injury and a couple of their, um, every Bradley opted out. So, um, I, I think they can coast to the playoffs until, and hope that Rondo can get healthy in time. Um, I actually have Denver as the two seed. I don't know. I don't know if you saw their first game when they, they started bowl bowl. With Jokic and uh, Paul Millsap, so they they had a uh, they had Jokic at the point guard, who is their their current normal center. Mm-hmm. You had Paul Millsap as the as the center, and I think he's like six six ten. And then he had like uh, I think it was a let's see seven six bowl bowl or seventy four bowl bowl seven two I think. Yeah, so they had him at the small forward spot. So. Um, they are the anti Houston Rockets who don't have anyone in their lineup over six, eight. Yeah. I would love to see a matchup with that, 
the small ball versus the, the tall ball. Um, I like Bull Bull. Um, he's I think he's a better he's a better player than his father was Minute Bull. Um, but it's just he's he's very green. So he's still he's obviously a rookie. He played a lot in the in the G League. So, um, but I have them moving up to two, and I have the Clippers as a three seed. The reason why I have them passing the Clippers is because the Clippers have so many injuries right now that it's really a two-man show. Now, that's a great two-man show. They're going to win a lot of games with just two of them, Mm -hmm. but their supporting cast has been decimated by injury right now. And so um, I have have them dropping a few games because I don't think they care who they face. I think as long as as long as they get to the playoffs as healthy as possible, that's what they're worried about. So I have them as a three seed. I have the Rockets moving up to four. I have the Thunder staying five. I have the Jazz dropping down to six, and mainly because they're one of their best players is Bojan Bogdanovic, and he's out for the season with his after having a surgery. Mm-hmm. That's a big hit to their to their. Um, their offense. And I almost actually had them dropping down to seven with the Mavericks moving up to six, but I was like, I, I think there's enough games between them. And I think they can, they can cushion the fall a little bit. So the Mavericks at seven, I had the Grizzlies staying at eight, the trailblazers at nine within the three games. So there will be a play in matchup. And then just to finish the teams that are remaining out there, uh, the 13 teams in the West, I have Pelicans 10th just behind the trailblazers for that play in game. I have the Spurs 11, Kings 12, and the Suns 13th. Um, I have the Blazers beating the Grizzlies in the, t- two times to get that eight seed to move on to the playoffs. Wow. I want to see so. that. I, I mean, I, I want to see a playing game. So, you know, it's, it's all new to us. Yeah. So I would it, love to see this playing game. And, and the, one of the reasons why I want to see it is because if it's successful – we could see it being implemented in the future, just a general NBA, which I think this oh, would be yeah. great as a buffer between the end of the season and the, and the playoffs. Yeah. I'd love to see it. So, um, so that's my, my top uh, eight. And then um, I will go ahead and move us into the playoffs. Uh, I will do the uh, East first. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, in the first round, the bucks and nets bucks are going to sweep them. I mean, the nets are bad. I mean, it's, <laughs> It's not going to be pretty. Um, the four or five matchup, I have the uh, the 76ers beating the Heat. Um, I just think that this time off helped Philly get healthy because they were without Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid's always hurt with injuries late in the season. He's had time to, to heal up. So um, I think they're going to be a very dangerous team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, in the three six matchup, I have the Celtics Pacers. Unfortunately, if Oladipo does not play and Sabonis is out, I think they get swept again by the Celtics. Um, if Oladipo plays, I have them probably going six games. Um, if Sabonis does play and he's in this matchup, I actually would have the Pacers winning it, but I don't think it's going to happen, so I have the Celtics moving on. And then in the 2-7 matchup, the Raptors and Magic, I think the being as close to home as they are for the magic will not help them. And the Raptors will move on. And so in the, uh, conference semis, I have the bucks and 76ers. I have the bucks being upset by the five seed 76ers. I know. Yeah. And then, so I have them moving on to the conference finals and I have the Celtics beating the Raptors. And so 
Um, if you follow the NBA, you know there is a hate hate relationship between Philadelphia and Boston. I think it's perfect for them to meet. And so, um, and Boston normally gets the better of Philadelphia. This year, I have Philadelphia moving on to the NBA Finals. Wow. And I, I am not a Philly guy. I don't like Joel Embiid. I think his shtick is, is wearing thin on the league right now. His his comedic big guy making fun of everybody else is, is wearing thin. Uh, ben Simmons uh, actually, during this quarantine, worked on shooting outside the paint. And he's actually hitting some three-pointers in these scrimmages. And so that's that's scary because Ben Simmons is one of the best players in the league. He just can't shoot from outside the paint. If he adds that to his game, he's MVP material right there. Yeah, like a turn of events. Yeah. In these threes. Yep. So um, that that would make Philly a very dangerous team if he starts hitting at least, even if he's it's 30% of them, mm-hmm. that's dangerous for him. So. Um, so I have Philly coming out of the East, even though it pains me to say. Um, <laughs> it really pains me to say anyone other than Indiana, but unfortunately it's another year of another first-round exit. Um, out West, I have the Lakers versus Blazers. Um, Lillard, McCollum, Portland's healthy. I mean, they got Nurkic back. Um they have I blank on the other other big guy, the power four they have, but he's back healthy. He he got hurt like in the fourth game of the season. He would normally have been out for the season, but he's actually gonna be playing. So I actually have this going seven games with the Lakers winning game seven. So they're gonna wow. get they're gonna have a scare early on mm-hmm. by this very dangerous Portland team who's finally healthy. Um in the four or five matchup, I have the Thunder uh versus the Rockets. I have the four seed Rockets moving on. Uh, it really is players versus their former teams. I think that's going to be a great story the, the, for the for us to watch. Watching Westbrook versus old team, Chris Paul versus old team. Yeah. Um, plus, they already have a pretty good history of playing in the playoffs already. Those two teams, but now with the with the players reversed, I think it's going to be interesting. But I think this really the bubble and playing in these empty arenas really helps shooters, and so I think that's going to help Harden have a huge series and they're going to move on uh, to the semis. Uh, the, I have the Clippers versus jazz in the three, six matchup with the Clippers moving on again. I, the jazz are just banged up and I, I, I don't see, I just don't see them hanging maybe five game series. Um, and then in a two, seven matchup, the nuggets versus Mavericks. Um, the nuggets are a very interesting team to me because they have a lot of great players. You just never hear of them. Um, and we have, of course, Doncic and Kristaps uh, Porzingis for the Mavericks. I, I just feel that the Nuggets have a deeper team, so they're going to move on in this matchup. I think it's going to be very competitive, probably six or seven game ma- uh, series, but I have the Nuggets moving on. Uh, Lakers-Rockets matchup. I think the Lakers are going to be worn out from that Blazers series, and the Rockets are going to move on and upset LeBron. That's an upset. Yeah, that's a big upset. Mm-hmm. That, that means I have both one seeds going out in the conference semifinals. Um, Clippers versus Nuggets. Uh, I think the Clippers are going to start getting healthy, and uh, with the with um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George getting into a groove, I think there's going to be too much for the Nuggets. They're going to move on. So they have the conference semifinals against the Rockets versus the Clippers, with the Rockets moving on to the NBA Finals. Oh wow! So I have wow. the Rockets versus the 76ers, two of Charles Barkley's former teams. And I have the Rockets being crowned this year's 
NBA champions. Houston, baby. Nice. I yeah, didn't see so, that. I didn't see that coming. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I had a. I, th- I think it's it's one of those years where you don't really know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and I I think it's going to be a lot of weird matchups and weird upsets. And I just I went with it, and I I this favors teams that shoot the ball well. I think with Ben Simmons actually shooting better than he did uh, previous in his career, it's going to propel them into the finals. And I just think the Rockets. I think James Harden is going to love the shooting, shooting in an empty gym. I, I picture him doing that all day, every day when he's, when he's uh, at home. So he's going to be right at home sitting there in an empty arena, jacking up shots all game long. He'll probably score 50, 60 points. Some of these games, I, I just, I think it's, this is the, if there's going to be a way for the Rockets to win a title, it's going to be a weird season like this. Yeah. Interesting. So, I didn't see yeah. that. Come. I would like to see that matchup. I think it's 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 different. It's interesting, and I think that's going to make for uh, having Harden and Westbrook out there, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I think that's going to be a pretty good matchup for the NBA to, to get some ratings. Yeah. So, <clears throat> in my NBA playoff matchups in the East, I have the Bucks manhandling the Orlando Magic in a four-game sweep. Uh, moving on. And then in the 4-5 matchup, I have the 76ers winning in six over the Miami Heat. Uh, I think that's also what you had as well. Yep. Um, and then in the 3-6, I have the Boston Celtics sweeping the Indiana Pacers, like you said, no bonus, and Oladipo if he doesn't play. I agree if, if Oladipo does play, this, this probably goes to six. Then they'll make it a series. But uh, if that doesn't happen, then sweep, sweep, sweep in four. Celtics move on. And then in the 2-7 matchup, I have the Toronto Raptors, another sweep over the Brooklyn Nets. Um, moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Philadelphia 76ers. I, from what I saw in the NBA you know, early in the season, the Bucks and uh, uh, I can never say Antetokounmpo. What's his name? <laughs> call me Giannis. Giannis. The Greek freak, the Greek freak was just, you know, he was going towards like MVP type numbers. So I think they're going to take care of the 76ers in five um, to move on to the conference championship uh, against the Boston Celtics. They're going to, I think they're going to beat the Toronto Raptors in six. So in the championship conference, I have, uh, the Bucks in seven games over the Celtics. So it's I a could number, easily see that. Yeah, it's the number one seed. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had to go with one. Yeah, one one concern, and I didn't speak to this earlier. One concern I had with Milwaukee was they were playing so well and they were firing on all cylinders. Yeah, that having four months off, I think, can kill your momentum because it's like a whole new season right now. Oh yeah, you're not it's really like playing they, against uh, nobody. And Giannis didn't have a basketball court to shoot whenever he was quarantined at home. So yeah, I don't understand that. You making all? Uh, I mean, you're making some money. You can't get like at least go buy one from uh, Walmart or something. I know, or have someone go buy one for you. Exactly. Amazon, have one some from Amazon. Exactly, you can buy any one you want. You can create, you can make one. I don't, I don't know. I don't get that. Um, so in the West, I have the number one seed Lakers. Taking care of the Trailblazers in six. 
I, they're going to give them a series, I think. The Trailblazers with Nama McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard, Lillard. Excuse me. Um, Lakers in six over them. I have the Rockets beating the Jazz in the 4-5 matchup. And then um, the Rockets beating the Jazz for the fourth straight year, I believe. They're just owning the Jazz every playoffs. So, if I'm correct. Um, in the 3-6 matchup, I have the Nuggets beating the Thunder in um in four no in seven it's going to seven and then i have the clippers over the mavericks in the two seven uh game in a four game sweep i think the clippers are going to sweep the mavericks and then i have the lakers beating the rockets in six um i think a lot of people kind of wondered how james harden and westbrook were going to play because earlier in the season I believe the the uh, Rockets were losing to teams like like the Suns or the Kings or something like that. Like yeah. so as an NBA fan, don't, don't you think like those games are winnable games for the dominating team that are supposed to win? They do, but whenever you um, when you get like superstars put together, sometimes it takes a while for them to learn each other's games. I mean, just think back to the the big three in, in Miami. Whenever LeBron and, and uh, Chris Bosh joined Dwayne Wade down there. Yeah. I mean, they, they started out like 24 and, and 22. That's And great. people were wondering what's going on. It took them a while to, to figure out because they're so used to playing their game. They have to figure out how to play a team with other superstars versus them just you jacking up 40 shots a game. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know how that's going to play a factor against the Lakers, but I have the Lakers beating them in six. Um, and then I have the Clippers. Here's another sweep. I have them sweeping the Nuggets to advance to the conference finals against the Lakers. Now, I know the Clippers have the 2-1 series over the Lakers this year, but I think the role players are going to make a difference in this game. Um, so for Lakers, you have Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, and Ray John Rondo. Um, and then for the Clippers, you have <laughs> Lou Williams, who we just talked about earlier, Patrick Beverly, and Montrezl Harrell. Did I get that right? Montrell. Montreal Harrell. Montreal Harrell. <laughs> so I think it comes down to the role players. That, you know, Danny Green's almost sort of like a veteran. You know, Ray John Rondo's a veteran and Kyle Kuzma's there. So I think the Lakers are going to take care of the Clippers in seven. Um, and then in the NBA Finals, I have a one-versus-one seed. I know typical chalk. I know it's kind of like a March Madness, you know, like the number one seeds are supposed to make it. Um, I have the Lakers winning six champions of 2020. Do you have LeBron making it back to the finals after his one-year absence? I do. Okay. So so, uh, so you have the 1-1 matchup, uh, Bucks and Lakers. I have the – let me look at my seedings real quick. I have the 4-5 matchup of the Rockets and 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to see your honestly. I would like to see your championship. Yeah, because I mean, we spoke about la- after last year. Whenever um, all of these teams were changed, all these players were changing teams, and uh, Kevin Durant was hurt, Clay Thompson's hurt, uh, the Warriors were losing some of their players' injuries. This was a year that chaos was going to reign supreme. Mm-hmm. It's only fitting that a worldwide pandemic broke out in this season to make it even more chaos. Um, I, I honestly feel of these 16 teams in the playoffs, 
I think Bucks, Heat, Sixers, Celtics, Pacers, Raptors, Lakers, Blazers, Rockets, Clippers, Nuggets, and Mavs. Any of those teams can win the championship this year. Yeah, love to see it. And I think whoever, I mean, if the Bucks do go to the championship, or whoever faces the Bucks in any round, if you hold the Greek Freak to a reasonable, you know, like scoring total, and then force some outside shots, I think you have a good legit shot of yeah. beating the Bucks. And that's one of the reasons why I have uh, the 76ers upsetting them is because what they have a lot of great defensive players on that team. Ben Simmons, even though I can't stand the guy, <laughs> is one is one of the best defenders. And as a point guard, he's built like a small forward. He can defend someone like a Giannis. He can get in his way. He can make it hard for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, you have the uh, old veteran Horford out there. Um, Embiid is out there. He's going to get uh, under people's skins. Uh, if I think if there's one team that's going to beat the Bucks, it's going to be the 76ers. I think that if they get if the the Bucks get past the 76ers, they win the championship. I don't think there's anyone else that's going to stop them. Mm-hmm. But I just think that Philadelphia's matchup against them is just is just one of those where it's like they could pull the upset on the great team that the, the Bucks have going on. Man, they should have this every year in the bubble. They should have the playoffs in the bubble. No home well, court advantage, nothing. You remember, uh, it was back in, I think it was December, they were trying to do that midseason tournament. For the teams that didn't make it? Well, no, they're talking about doing it. Was, it was, um, they're going to stop the season during the midway point, and they're going to have like a have a, a midseason tournament where every team makes it makes this tournament with a chance to win like a millions of dollars or whatever. Yeah. It was like an idea to try to like increase fan interest or something. <laughs> and everyone was like, what are you doing? Come on, shut this down, shut this down. <laughs> now, if you do something like this and put them in a bubble and you do like a three on three tournament between these teams, I think that would be something that I would watch too. Yeah. That'd be cool. Instead, instead of a, instead of an all-star game, have a quick little three on three tournament with representatives from each team in there. I think the NBA has a, uh... I know I'm hating. I think the NBA has the worst. No, you know what? They have the second worst all-star game. Yeah, football has got to be the football worst. Football is the worst. The Pro Bowl, yeah. don't even watch it. I don't watch it. Yeah, I think I think uh, basketball, yeah, because they don't play defense until like the last two minutes if it's a close game. This last all-star game where they, had, they, they played to a score instead of actually having a final score, that made it very competitive because they're trying to win quarters. Yeah, uh, I, I think this 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 year's All Star Game was probably the best NBA All Star Game probably in the last thirty years uh, when it comes to gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, but they 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 have a better All Star Saturday Night than like what baseball does because they just have the home run derby. Yeah, which I mean, I, it doesn't really pique interest for anybody yeah. besides I, people. I think uh, for baseball, the the first five innings of the All Star Game are is is great. I think it's amazing when you get to like the the no name players and the Royals and the, and the A's out there. And yeah. that's when I kind of tune it off. Cause I don't really care a lot about a lot of those players out there. Um, I didn't, I never agree with them having home field advantage and world series tied to the all-star game. I thought that was a terrible decision. <laughs> Rob Manfred. Um, hockey, hockey is very similar when it comes to NBA where they don't play defense. Actually it's, it's worse. I would probably rank it. The worst would be football, hockey, basketball, then baseball. I've never watched a hockey all-star game. I think I think there's years where like the final score is like seventeen to fourteen. Oh wow! 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. I know they have like shootouts, like like the NBA Saturday night. Does does the hockey have like shootouts and stuff like that? Yeah. Back when ESPN had the NHL rights, I mean, I love watching. They did a good job at promoting that. Now I don't even know when hockey's played because because who really watches NBC Sports Network? Yeah, find another channel. And, and whenever they have the games on NBC, it's always like the same four teams. You're gonna watch the Capitals against the Bruins, and you're gonna watch the Blackhawks versus, yeah. I mean, the Kings. It's like, oh, come on, just get some new blood in there, get some new matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, I I miss the old uh, Tuesday night matchups on ESPN with Barry Melrose up there with that theme song that they had. That was great. <laughs> um, I mean, I remember back that was back when it was the. Uh, the avalanche and the uh, devils had like that rivalry where they're like, the goalies are fighting out in the middle yeah. uh, them and the red wings. So they're all out there fighting. They Patrick wall awesome. was going there fighting mid, uh, mid ice Martin, Martin Brodeur. I think so. the, the last hockey uh, championship was, I watched was the, uh, the blues versus the, uh, was it the penguins? I don't know who the, I can't remember who the blues beat. They beat, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the penguins. Um, yeah, because yeah, because be- yeah, because the year before that it was, yeah, year before that it was the Capitals over the uh, the yeah, new expansion Las Vegas team, which I was, that was a weird how the expansion team made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, a hockey team in in the desert out there. Yeah, I I don't. They need to be up north. They need to be in Canadian cities. I mean, there shouldn't be a team in Florida. There shouldn't be two teams in Florida, let alone uh, the two have? they have now. The Panthers. But they have the Panthers and you have the Lightning. Oh yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Wow. At least Tampa Bay can have a competitive team, but the the Florida Panthers oh, they stink. haven't done anything probably what thirty years, I think. <laughs> kind of like so, the Lions yeah. of the NFL. Yeah. All right. Um, so the only other real sports topic, and I I, I want to throw this in there because I don't want to ignore it. Um, I know a lot of people scoff at this, but it, it's it's entertaining to watch. Um Today was the opening day of the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Um, now, people think, I know there's a lot of guys, macho guys out there. Oh, I'm not going to watch girls go play basketball. Okay, it's not the layups and brick shots that they used to be. These these women know how to play. You have great talent out there. Um, now, unfortunately, the Indiana Fever have been bad for a few years now, and they can't get lucky with the number one pick. But... Um, it's interesting. They have a lot of good players like that. I, I can't pronounce her name, but the girl out of Oregon that joined the New York Liberty as number one pick in the, and the, the, she's going to have a great career. Um, I mean, you have Sue Bird still out there. I mean, you still have Brittany Griner out there in uh, yeah. Phoenix. There's a lot of personalities. There's a lot of great action. Um, I, me, I watch basketball in any form. I've, I've watched some high school basketball. that was broadcast on ESPN. So, I'll watch it in any, any form, but uh, WNBA has done, has come a long way when it comes to presentation for the sport. So definitely check it out. And they're in a bubble too. They're in a smaller bubble than the NBA. And unfortunately they don't have as nice of amenities, but, um, but they're out there. It's, it's the behind uh, baseball and, and MLS. It's the, uh, another sport that came back before basketball and football has. Yeah. Well, shout out to Maisha Hines Allen for putting up 27 points against the Indiana Fever. Oh, that was a blowout. And Washington Mystics 101, <laughs> Indiana Fever 76. Oh, man. So so the Fever have a lot of uh, young players because they've been having like the third pick three years in a row. 
Yeah. Um, after Tamika Catchings retired, um, she she was a superstar in the league. I mean, they, they went to, uh, I think, three finals, winning one when she was there. They they had the longest streak of, of going to the playoffs in the WNBA. I think it was like 20 years straight or 18 years straight. They've fallen down in hard times, but they have a lot of young talents. Um, they just need to get that number one pick to get one of those superstars. I was, I was really hoping they're going to get the number one pick this year because – uh, that Sabrina, uh, I, I'm a, I butcher her last name, but um, she is going to be a superstar in the league. She's going, she's probably going to take the Liberty to the finals, probably at least in year three. Um, but yeah, so she's she's one of those that can change the game, um, much like Maya Moore, who I, I still give credit to Maya Moore. She has been out of the league because she's been fighting to free that one gentleman up in uh, yeah. mm-hmm. that was in jail, uh, wrongly accused uh, in jail, and so she got him freed. So that was great to see that. But she's fighting the good fight with her name and her and her money. So I give her credit. Yeah, kudos to her. Yeah. So um, with that, we will wrap up our show. We thank you for joining us um, again. Um, I'm. It's it's easier to have these episodes now that was it's an actual sports coming back. Um, as you can see, we've had two weeks in a row, well over an hour. Um, we we thank you guys for, for sticking out with us this long. Um, keep listening to us. Hit us up on Twitter. Send us an email. Whatever you want to do. Private messages. If, if you have anything you want to hear. I know we've had some people that want to talk wrestling, but it's been so bad that there's really nothing to talk about. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been bad. Did you so. know Did you know Bray Wyatt, like somehow, like the Fiend stole... Braun Strowman's like soul. That's why we haven't seen him on SmackDown. In that, they had a swamp fight, and you haven't seen Braun Strowman since. So, yeah, that's how bad it is. Okay, I'm not gonna go on this 30 minute rant, but I'm just that's how bad it is. (laughs) Well, he had an eye for an eye match. Yeah, did you see his eye pop out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, prosthetic. I understand that they're struggling right now because some of their best talent, like uh, Roman Reigns, and them are out. but the guys who are showing up that can wrestle like uh, Daniel Bryan and what, why aren't they on TV? Why aren't you giving them the spotlight? I know. Why aren't they champions? I did hear today that um, somehow both edge and Daniel Bryan have creative input. Yeah. They're, they're here. They're on the writing team. So I'm hoping there's some changes on, on that. Uh, we've, um, we've been hearing that for like 10 years. I know it's, I know. So either way, <laughs> but yeah. So for those of you who want to hear us talk wrestling, Get a better sport, and we'll talk about it. I mean, it's it's AEW is decent. I just don't follow it close enough to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Maybe if we can get our, if we can get our buddy Peter Mack back on, we can actually have a good 20, 30 minute conversation. Oh, for sure. I don't follow it enough. Um, I know AEW is better than WWE, mm-hmm. but uh, they're all struggling right now because without having any fans in the stands, they're losing money. Yeah, uh, they're having a hard time. Uh, they're, I, WWE's problem is they're overproduced right now by having these pre-recorded matches. You would think that they would have a better outcome and better wrestling in these matches because they can sit there and say, cut, let's redo this, this segment here, let's do, redo this scene with more more moves. It's just bad. And it, now, the only thing that's good is the fact that they, they've been keeping that idiot Otis off TV. <laughs> My boy I can't Otis. stand that guy. I can't stand that guy. Me neither, dude. <laughs> I, I I hear that he's a project for Vince, and Vince wants to push him to be a new star. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, Vince is getting old now, so. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know what? Hey, R.P. Regis Philbin. 
Yeah, I heard that today. 88 years old. Um, oh, that that pictures I recently seen of him. Holy moly! I because yeah, once he got out of TV, it's like man, he he aged. I mean, he got up there. Yeah, he did not look good. Yeah, I, I think one of my favorite clips, and it's actually circling right now on Twitter again uh, because of him passing. But uh, when he was hosting, "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?" And it was the million dollar question. And this guy was just like dominating. He, I think he only used like one lifeline the entire show. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and he, he's, he's like, I like to call my dad on this one. So he's like, all right, your son needs your help. He has, he has a, a question he's going to ask you. Mm-hmm. The next voice you're going to hear is going to be your son. He goes, Hey dad, I just want to let you know I'm going to win a million dollars. Talk about having swagger in that moment. The crowd started laughing. It was, yeah. that was a good moment. But yeah, yeah so. been gone. It's crazy. Yeah, rest in peace, Regis. I mean, those legends. I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's. I know he's been off TV for quite a while, um, but I mean, unfortunately, I I feel that we're gonna soon lose Alex Trebek. I know he's oh, yeah. he's putting up he's putting up the good fights. It's a, it's a terrible disease. Um, his his close to home. That's what my mom passed from. So I, I know he's he's doing is is brutal on him right now. Um, pretty soon we may have Pat Sajak as the last one standing. Damn. Yeah, the old host. Um, um, Sajak's been there forever. Yeah. Him and Vanna White. And Vanna White looks like she's been there forever. I mean, she's still beautiful, but man, you could tell she's she's got up there in age. Because uh, um, Pat Sajak is this. I'm gonna sound so old when I, I'm talking about Wheel of Fortune and me knowing what's going on. But uh, for a while there, I was watching after work and. I was like, Pat Sajak's not there. Is he okay? Is he sick or something? Um, he, for whatever reason, he took time off. So Vanna was actually hosting the show, and uh, Pat Sajak's daughter was the Vanna White of the show, uh, hitting the little buttons for the letters. Mm-hmm. Man, she is a beautiful. She she should replace Vanna White long term on that because she is the future of that show. Man, that's the easiest job in the world. Yeah, and you know, push because before Van had to spin the little dial around. Now she doesn't have to spin it anymore. It's just push. It's a touch screen. Yeah, well, technology now. So I know. I mean, it, it's, I guess they they didn't want to uh, uh, lose her to automation. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, but yeah, um, rest in peace. Uh, he's gonna be missed. Uh, he was an icon in the world. Um, I mean, I, I remember as a kid watching live with Regis and Kathy Lee, and then when he left and was live with Regis and Kelly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he's a legend. I mean, he'll be missed. Who wants to so, be a millionaire, man? Good. That was that was the show. I used to watch that thing religiously, like, and I was like, oh man, I could do this. And I always like miss like question four or five. It's like, <laughs> okay, maybe I can't do this. Well, they had the new one on with um, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah. I saw that on demand. A couple episodes. It was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so with that, guys, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, stay safe out there. I know we're in a weird time. Um, stay inside. Wear a mask when you're out and watch some sports. And let's talk about sports again next week. So mm-hmm. uh, with that, we will wrap up again. Follow me on Twitter. I am at CR Druberts. Daniel, you are at Daniel underscore Cabrera nine. Follow me. Yeah. Talk Astros with me. Talk trash about the Astros. I know Chris Druber does. So. <laughs> every day. Every day. Every day. So, um, and then you can uh, follow the show at Box Kickers Pod. 
Um, yeah, please interact with the, with those accounts. If you have anything you want to hear on the show or have any questions or any segments you would like for us to cover, we're open to suggestions. It's, it's the show for the people. So mm-hmm. uh, with that, we will see you guys again next week. Have a good week. Peace. Peace.